welcome to Letter Rip, the East Oregonian's Blazers podcast. We're your hosts, Pete and Sam. It is Wednesday, November 11th. Sam, happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, Pete. Thanks to everybody that served in our armed forces. Peter, tonight is the night we've been waiting for. It's the yes, Spurs it coming to town. What, how excited are you? I'm not even sure if excited is the right word, Sam. I think it's more anxious. Yeah, uh, I am too. We're on national television for the second time again, even though we thought it wouldn't happen very often. (laughs) Hey, you'll be able to see it in Pendleton for a change. I mean, this Blazer team is pretty exciting, I think, all things considered. But even more exciting is the return to the Rose Garden of one Mr. LaMarcus Aldridge, you thought I was going to say... Patty Mills. (laughs) (laughs) Let me start with a hypothetical for you, Sam. Shoot. Let's say I pick you up in Kobe Bryant's helicopter and fly you right over to the Spurs game at the Rose Garden. We'll land at the helipad and uh, we'll be... We could have Paul Allen pull up his boat and we'll just land on the boat. Ooh, I like that idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know if his boat actually fits in the Willamette River, though. Uh, well, that's another discussion. But I digress. Anyway. Let's say I take you to the Rose Garden. I give you a ticket. Real good seat. You're within shouting distance, shall we say, of the game. Let me ask you a question, Sam Neal. Taboo or not taboo? I don't think I boo at this point. I... Uh, I look back fondly at LaMarcus and what he did for the franchise. I might do something that might hurt him a little more, like wear a Brandon Roy jersey or just, I don't know, just hope and pray for a win. What about you, Pete, if you were there sitting beside me? I have a hard time. I have a hard time. On the one hand, I've always thought he was a pretty nice guy. I've always thought he was a pretty swell, like, you know, all-around good guy blazer, sort of, you know. He kind of came out of the... Uh, jailblazers era uh, and he was one of those guys I wanted to see stick around for his career same with Wesley Matthews both of those guys I wanted to see them retire in blazers jerseys wanted to see their their jerseys get hung up in the rafters immediately you know very good guys and I but but he turned his back on us and I know I know Oh, it's his family. He wants to be close to his family. Oh, he wants to, you know, I in the end, I don't buy it. I think he just wanted out of the Blazers. Uh, it well, took me a long time good, to admit Peter. it. They look pretty good. They've won five of their last six. Their offense seems to be clicking. Everybody gets the ball. The one good thing is we're not going to have LaMarcus come in here and score 42 like he did to Houston That's right. in the playoffs. He's not going to have that opportunity because they're all going to be getting a share of the ball. Got They're... I mean, their bench features Boris Diaw and David West. You have to play those guys. So I was just telling you, I wish that we had had either of those guys backing up LaMarcus Aldridge last year. It's a good fit, and they're a good team. I think this actually is a good matchup for the Blazers if we look at it as you know individual matchups and how our offense has been playing so far. Speaking of how our offense has been playing so far, let's catch up on this season. Sam, last time we talked to the... People, whoever that listen to this podcast, I think our moms. Yeah, uh, we were just started the season. 
we were just starting that season, and I think we started off strong, and then we hit a couple of roadblocks uh, with the Suns, and ooh, ugly game against the Detroit Pistons. That was night. bad, and then didn't follow it up well with Denver. Um, started off hot though. You're right. Uh, came out guns blazing with CJ. That was a lovely surprise. CJ McCullough. Yeah, uh, ESPN and Tom Penn were even nice enough to say that the Blazers are featuring two Damian Lillards. So, I mean, they came out guns blazing. Not a blazing. bad compliment for CJ. Oh, it's just so nice that CJ came out that hot. He still has trouble every now and again. I really like the offense, and it features these two guys really well. Um, they both do that high pick and roll with Myers. Myers pulls out the defender. It's just wide open space. And you got Al Farouk in the corners. It's, Mason down low. It's pretty nice so far. I'm happy with it. It's more than a poor man's Splash Brothers. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and I, I think they actually compare with the Splash Brothers and uh, the Spurs even, and it's kind of like a beautiful basketball game. It's like the old Dallas you know, championship team where the ball's moving. There's no real focal point, and it's wide open. There's oh. space everywhere. All right, all right, all pace right. And space. Too many roses and flowers up there in the uh, backcourt. Let's get down to that dreary front court that I'm looking at with Mason and Myers. I don't know. You kind of liked it. I I, I have do. had a hard time with both of those guys. This I mean, they can they can show flashes together of being exactly the concept that we were presented when those two guys were the starting front court. Yeah, the obvious this problems season. they've had so far were with. Uh, Andre Drummond with the Pistons, who basically owned the paint, wrote his name down on the paint. Kissed uh, it and wished it luck. The Suns kind of had their way on the glass. The problem is, you're right, You know, we were coming in with soft and flowers and puppies, sort of like Myers Leonard's defense. It's just incredibly bad. I think that might be one reason why LaMarcus wanted out. He knew he would never be able to play with this guy because they both can't play any defense. Yeah. Well, that is not to say the same thing about Ed Davis, though. I've loved watching Ed Davis play, albeit he did pull a bonehead move, getting ejected from the the Pistons game the other night. Big turning point. That was a huge meltdown. They were up 18 points in the third quarter, and they completely had a meltdown where they didn't they didn't score for something like the last or like some some something like six minutes, yeah. To the last like thirty seconds of the game or something, it was nuts. And I usually don't have a problem with a guy getting emotional and you know, I don't either. Playing too hard or whatever, but you can't be chirping at the refs all the time. You're just going to get two technicals and thrown out of the game. I know, I know. But on on you know, in his defense, in Ed Davis's defense. Those refs were completely inept that game. They've blown two calls in a row. It seemed the, like both teams game. had both a problem. Teams, yeah. Both teams definitely had a problem. I would with say the it was ref. bad, but you still, you know, put a mouth guard, put a double mouth guard in, and just keep your mouth shut. That's why you need. That's why you need a. Uh, that's why a team needs a guy like Steph Curry to just throw the ball at his big man and get him to inbound it. Off yeah, of him. That was that was a great yeah. play. Uh, don't wait around. Four and four, Pete. So I mean, not. Climbing not the standings, yeah, we're, uh, hey, we're not 50, at the bottom. We're we're shoot, we're five hundred basketball. I feel right pretty here. good about that, good, you know. Right? In that uh, two weeks in, that's about as good as I could could have expected to feel. Uh, it seems like we got the wins against the teams I didn't think we were going to get, and lost to the teams I thought we'd beat. But 
still, this young team's got a long way to go. Sam, what is holding the Blazers back? Uh, well, defensively, there's a problem. Like, at the point of attack, I think Dame is having trouble stopping his man, especially in a pick-and-roll. Smart, he's working harder every year. He's, I really I do. Think he's doing, I really think he works harder on And defense, off the ball and right individually, one-on-one, I think he's, he's decent. Not decent. He's okay. But in, where he really has a problem is with the pick and roll, especially if teams are smart and they're using a Myers Leonard, uh, whoever's being defended by Myers Leonard in the pick and roll, because it's like they're running it on air because Dame can't get over the screen. And like I said, Myers has trouble just being physically, I don't know, like able to defend people in front of him without yeah, completely well, I mean, failing. If it's a Tyson Chandler or a Boogie Cousins. You gotta kiss him goodbye, basically. At this point, well, even the guy running to you know running off the screen, Myers is gonna have trouble with because that guy's gonna beat him to the tin, and he has to be able to stop him, and he's proven that he can't do it. The other thing that really is infuriating, especially last year when we were one of the better teams in the league at shooting free throws, was our really bad free throw shooting at, in it's these first been eight games. Really weird, huh? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because all these guys are new. I didn't really know them, but I went and looked back, and none of these guys, on the career anyway, are this bad. I mean, some of these guys had pretty Mason Mason shot is broke. I mean, for yeah. the, the surprise has been how good his ball skills have been, dribbling the ball and even passing. I think have been exceptional. It's weird that he can't shoot. He gets up to the line, and it's like he shoots Joe Kim Noah style with both hands. It's a mess. One of the other big problems with the Blazers right now, though is, I think, two-pronged. It's the fact that they're not able to win the battle of points in the paint, first of all. And secondly, although artificially it looks pretty good, the team on the whole shoots 36% from the three-point land, and they're fourth in the league. However, if you look a little closer, some of the guys that should be making these three-pointers aren't hitting them at the same clip. You look at a guy like Myers Leonard, he's shooting 23.3%. Last year he shot, thir- uh, or on his career he shot 36.8%. He's a great three-point shooter. But then you look at who's skewing the line here right now so far is Damian Lillard. He's shooting 42.9% from three. And you it's look- the attempts, right? Like it's Damian is leading that, like pulling our – He's he's pulling the team because oh, he's yeah. shooting more and he's making more. And same with C.J. McCollum, who's shooting forty-one point seven percent from the three-point line. Yeah, I think Al Farouk has been okay. I'm, I've, Al Farouk I've, is I've, shooting thirty-four. I treat it kind of like I felt with uh, Nicola Batum shooting threes. If it goes in, you know, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the problem is Myers this is offense. getting those attempts wide open threes. I mean, yeah. we're having trouble scoring inside. But we're treating we need, these three-pointers like they're our new layups. We right? need the team to be balanced three-point shooters. And I, you look at a guy like Noah Vonley, who was heralded as being able to be a big man who could stretch the floor and make that outside shot. So far, I think he's taken – I don't know how many attempts he's taken, but he hasn't made a single three yet. Yeah, our, and our field goal percentage, I mean, 44%. It's being skewed by the three-point shot. So we're shooting more threes, and it's bringing it down. But – it's not terrible. The one thing I look at is our fast break points. When you're shooting that many threes, you'd feel like you're giving up a lot of points in transition the other way, long rebounds leading to points. But ah. we're fifth in the league, only giving up 10 points a game. 
which is surprisingly good for a team that's shooting that many threes. That is true. You know, so defensively, that's one good. That's one good outlook for the future. The one good outlet, yeah. Forty-five points a game in the paint, giving that up is bad, and that's coming on set plays. You know, because we're stopping them in transition. Um, I don't know where the bright spot is defensively, but it, it somehow it kind of works. We've still been waiting for guys like uh, Mo Harkless and uh, and uh, Pat Connaughton, or you know, people like that to really make a huge any kind of impact whatsoever. Mo Mo's had a couple of good games. Uh, Alan Crabb, I thought, has been uh, a revelation so far this season. And then the last game, like, he didn't play well at all. Yeah, he is up and down. Um, yeah. I don't know. Have you seen Pat Connaughton play this year? Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, not no, at no, all. no. I don't know I why don't... I brought up Pat Connaughton. I actually just wanted to say his name. Yeah, Pat Connaughton. I really like saying Pat Connaughton's name. I, I actually have liked Mo Harkless. He's, he's kind of made his shot has been going in kind of. I mean, at least he's. He's, he's a good player, I've seen yeah, him make a sure. three, I guess, is what I'm trying to say in this early season. I didn't <laughs> well, he's know shooting 47.1% too, so yeah, actually I, he I slipped sh- through my radar, but I don't know how many attempts he's getting. He's a lot getting. bigger than I thought he was. I think he could develop into a pretty solid defensive player, mm-hmm. um, which I think we need. I think Al Farouk's been fine. Um, CJ has actually been fine. I think Mason has been kind of okay, but Myers and Dame have been bad. Can we go back to CJ right now? How great is it? To have him step up to the plate this season so far, he's averaging twenty point nine points a game, four point one rebounds, three point one assists. He's great. He's doing really good, and and I think we were all kind of hoping that he would be averaging that by the end of the year. I think we thought he was going to have a lot of struggles early on, maybe, but he's come out firing. It's it's been looking great. Yeah, and when him and Dame are both scoring and you still have that big pulled out guarding Myers at the point of attack, it's sort of like a four corners, John Wooden style of offense where there's so much space to play with that when these guys are both on fire, oh, you can't no stop them. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's it's, it's raining in Portland. And, I mean, the Warriors proved last year that you can play that kind of offense and actually win a championship. There's always been a stigma around that with, like, the I, Phoenix I feel Suns. like a few teams have proven that. But, but I, I feel like we're going in that direction, and I feel really happy that it's CJ and Dame, kind of very similar players that are leading us to that hopeful promised land, yeah. And as a foundation, this team seems pretty good for that. They, uh, uh, the continuity of this team being able to uh, – keep their core together and work in these new guys. And, and it seems like the camaraderie involved in it is working out to their advantage. Uh, I was uh, – the Oregonians – oh, nay, sorry. Not the Oregonians. Comcast Sportsnet <laughs> Northwest's very Shout own out. Jason Quick reported that this team loves each other. Yeah, it's – I think it's really promising how well they're working together. It seems like Stotts has, you know, total control of this team, which – might have been an issue for a team that was in a rebuild where if your coach and your team don't succeed, he's on the hot seat. So I'm really happy that it's all working out. Um, tonight, last night, Mario Chalmers was traded. You saw that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mario Chalmers and James Inez. For, uh, for uh, Benu Irdu. Irdra and Darnell Stokes. And Miami was death. It was Miami to Memphis, and Miami was desperately looking for a third team to take on the salaries of Binu and uh, Jarrell Stokes. You'd think the Blazers would have got a call. I would not doubt that they did. 
one of the few teams with some salary space. Yeah, the team with the most salary space. Um, the, the good thing there is that our GM said, you know what, I'm happy with this team. I think we can build on this continuity and we can stick together. And if all you're offering is a second-round draft pick and then you're you. Yeah. Anyway, let's get this thing wrapped up here. We need to finish up by previewing tonight's game against the San Antonio Spurs, the return of LaMarcus Aldridge. Sam, what do you think? How does this Blazers team bounce back from a two-game losing streak and beat their jilted lover, LaMarcus Aldridge, and the San Antonio Spurs? What do they need to do? Well, it's not just LaMarcus. We've established that. But they are going to come at us in the paint. I think Timmy D is going to be making some bank shots on us. I think David West is going to be able to score in the paint. If we can sort of shore that up, I think we match up in other places, especially uh, with Damian Lillard against Tony Parker. I think Dame can give Tony Parker the business at this stage in Tony Parker's career. I don't think he can guard him at all. And I think Dame might actually be able to stay with Tony Parker. Well, I hope so. Uh Here's the other thing, though. Do you think that uh, Aldrich has just been giving them a dossier on everything that gets under Damian Lillard's skin? I don't think they're that way. I don't think Kawhi Leonard actually speaks on the court. So I don't think they're going to be, like, talking trash or anything like that. But I do think uh, the guys that are going to have trouble are CJ going up against Manu. They're they're very similar players, and hopefully – can kind of be a similar player going forward. And Kawhi against Aminu, I think, is going to be a really tough matchup. Uh, yeah. We might have to look other places, like Dame, to to pull us out with a win. Or Pat Connaughton. Ah, not Pat. All right, last thing. Tonight, how do you think the fans are going to react to LaMarcus Aldridge on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being Clyde Drexler and 10 being Ray Felton? how hard are the fans going to either cheer or boo LaMarcus Aldridge in his glorious return? Well, it's going to be, there's going to be a mess of boos and some cheering. Uh, I'd say, I'd say more cheering than a Reuben Patterson, Bonzi Wells type, and probably less than a Brandon Roy. I'd put it about Sheed. I think that's a good, uh, pretty good. Maybe that's a good five, six right there. Rashid Wallace. All right, Sam, do you think the Blazers win tonight? And if not, how badly do you think they're going to lose? Well, the the spread is seven and a half points. So I think we're a better team than that. Uh, I actually think we have a very nice shot. We talked about the matchups. We have a very good shot at staying competitive in this game. And I want to think of it as a rivalry, right? Or at least a statement game for everybody involved. We all know Damian Lillard carries lots of chips. So I'm taking those points. I'm taking that candy. And I'm taking the Blazers outright even. All right. I'm going to say the Blazers are going to keep it competitive. But I'm not surprised if the Spurs win. Ah, screw it. I'll take the Blazers for seven points. Yeah. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us tonight. Our thanks, as always, to Tim Trainer. And everybody at the East Oregonian, enjoy the game tonight. I'm Pete Walters. And I'm Sam Neal. Go Blazers. And let her rip.